Welcome back. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, covering the movie you've all been waiting for, probably. On the edge of your seats for... I think it's safe to say this is our most hotly demanded coverage of all time. Easily. Small Soldiers from 1998. I couldn't keep the bit going. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there was a, a there was a big audience for small soldiers, if you know what I'm saying. That's people true. People were clamoring. They were like, it's almost like Black Friday, and you got to get the hottest toy that's out on the market right now. Tickle they me Elmo. Oh, Tickle Me Elmo. What are some other ones? Uh, uh, Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. Beanie Babies. Got to oh, get that Princess Diana Beanie Baby. Yeah. Uh, Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis. Oh, Pogs. Got to get the Pogs. Uh, Nintendo 3D. Remember yeah. that, with that thing where you would like you played Mario Tennis oh, on it only, and you got seizures. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those. A Virtual Boy? Is that, I'm thinking of Virtual Boy. Game Boy Color. Uh, oh, what was that toy from Jingle All the Way? The oh, the Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Everyone I, needs to get their Turbo Man. This I do year. have one of those. Do you really have? A turbo yeah, man? I, have, I have a big old Turbo Man on my shelf. Nice. It's been on my videos. Begging you to watch my videos. But we're doing Small Soldiers, which would have been that year's hottest toy item. Had it not been for the fact that they were uh, implanted with munitions grade microchips, I'm pretty sure they actually sold really well. These toys, I'm not, I'm not positive. Mm. I, I remember them being out. I didn't have any of myself. Definitely a collector's item now. Yeah, uh, but this was actually a Patreon demanded film uh, from Jadinklage Morgoon, one of our our stout patrons. Because mm-hmm. at a certain tier, each of our patrons gets to mandate that we watch a movie of their choosing. Every week we do one of them at least. Uh, Also on the Patreon, you get at least one bonus episode per month voted upon uh, by the patrons at the $5 and above tiers. This month's is likely going to be Knives Out (laughs) by an avalanche. (laughs) That's it's. Pull it away. Surprisingly so. I thought this month would be the one that there was like a very close competition, but no, Knives Out has been pulling away pretty strongly. Yeah, we tried to do like a Thanksgiving fall theme for this month for obvious reasons. It's November. Uh, <laughs> November. <laughs> and uh, we chose. We should have done that. Oh my God. Every week review a noir film in November. I do love noir. Oh. We could have done Strange Days. Strange Days. Could have done Chinatown. Brick. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good neo noir. Another Ryan Johnson film. Yeah. Um, so we did planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, we put Miss Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. She's married. We put Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we had to put uh, knives out. And what's the fourth one that we used? I don't remember. We should have said the witch because it had pilgrims. I was really mm, proud of that joke. You were. You were. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Jordan-esque was like. What's, What's the, the theme? theme? I was offended by that. Like <laughs> fucking obviously fall slash Thanksgiving. Duh. By the way, the horror movie, Eli Roth's horror movie, Thanksgiving, is in theaters right now. Uh, I heard it's really good. Like it's, That's what I've heard, yeah. It's based on a fake trailer. Like Thanksgiving? He did one of the Grindhouse trailers, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's his best reviewed movie ever. Is it really? Yeah, like by a <laughs> long margin. Like it's. Well, I remember that trailer from Grind. It was Thanksgiving, but yeah, I remember that trailer from Grindhouse where it was just like a person's head on like a turkey yeah. body and stuff. Thanksgiving. He ended they- up making the movie, and it's great. It's apparently like a scream type movie. Um, very funny, very brutal. I, I'm excited. I might go see it tonight. Okay. I tried to go see it last night, but I had to watch Small Soldiers and said, "Thank you, Jadinklis Morgoon." Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, don't lie. You loved it. I had a good time. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, our lost coverage is back for longtime listeners. Uh, yeah. Come on. I don't know if, you, if you're listening to this, you're already here. So I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but come back. The lost coverage is back. We're going to finish back. season one. We have to go back. You have to go back. That's right. That's right. Madison will be back soon. She was not on the pre recorded episodes. We've got some scheduling issues. She may not be episode eight, uh, <laughs> but she's here. She's still watching Lost with us. Don't worry yeah, about that. Don't worry about it. Uh, we got some things to figure out. But uh, the merch store, there's some important things going on there. You can, you can, uh, what's a, what's a, what's a hip way to say it? You can cop you. You can cop you a Lost shirt. Can I say that? Cop you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for snag. Se- for a second, I thought you were talking about like Cop University. And I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, Cab. <laughs> Um, we can, we got a, uh, laser decline to comment shirt. What else we got in there? Just Pip and the dog fan club and normal streaming things. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But definitely the lost shirts are, are hitting. If some of you pre-ordered, those have been shipped. Steve may undies. We've got those. That's his face <laughs> on the front. They're tidy whities with <laughs> yeah, just his open mouth on the front. <laughs> That actually might sell like hotcakes. I might, actually. We've got some weirdos. Get in the comments. Let us know if you would buy that. <laughs> yeah. But then I want to be on the back. Thumbs Just up. Thumbs on up. The <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, especially if it was done like in a, you know how if you go on like a beach and they've got those like spray paint shirt artists. Yes. They like spray, like it's that art style, but like us. <laughs> That Can we fire? All right. If you, if our merch store folks are listening, <laughs> let me know what you got as far as undies. If they're high quality, I'll wear them. Mm, you know, no chafing. I can't <laughs> wait to just wear underwear with my own face over my own crotch. I, so I have that better shirt. better than awaken anything in me. I had that Steve Mayday shirt. I wore it all the time because whatever Phil used, that material was actually super high quality. Yeah. And I, I, I washed my, my wife's bridesmaid dress. Anyway, it's it's a bright pink Steve May Day shirt yeah. now. <laughs> You've made it better. I, I guess. I was a little upset. I was like, dang. I wear a lot of pink shirts, but it's not like, a, oh, this shirt was meant to be pink color. You know, it's like you ruined it in the dryer color. Uh, um, I got more. I got more shirts if you need one. I'll have to. I need more. And I love that. Sh- the okay. material. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you ever come upon my videos on Instagram or anything, I'll, you'll notice I'm just wearing that shirt unironically all the time. <laughs> I have seen that from time to time. It makes me go, oh, buddy. <laughs> it's just so comfy. Um, any, what other news we got? You can email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. I do read those. We haven't uh, been monitoring the email. Monitoring is not the right word. We haven't been like utilizing the email very much over the past few months. But I, I, I still read them all. Uh, we just don't get a ton of fan mail in that way anymore. I think a lot of our diehard talkie listeners are just in the discord at this point yeah is what that is or but, dm uh, on instagram and stuff like that yeah dm and us that's right we're much more active on the other social medias now but that email is there for for your for your deep thoughts mm-hmm. uh and you can go to streamingthingspod.com to find Everything. all of our episodes you might be uh unaware that we have some great house of the dragon coverage some great stranger things coverage i don't know if you guys know that we did that uh <laughs> we, we do a lot yeah we, we do, do a lot, lot. And we got more down the, in the pipeline yeah. And I want to take this time to thank all of our listeners for supporting the show in any way that they do, because you guys are allowing us to upgrade the studio once again. So yeah. this is the last time you're going to hear our voices through our old, decrepit, aged, slowly dying Will they build? Is it going to sound different? Is that what you're, is, are you claiming so that right now? The goal is... They won't, it won't sound different at all. It, ah. Like when you listen next week, it shouldn't be any different, but, but just I'm hoping that this, this Better. allows us to be, to, we're going to edit quicker, which means we'll probably be able to do more episodes a week again. But then also, 
uh, video our capabilities are now future-proofed. We can expand over time. We're going to be able to do way more things as the future progresses. It's very exciting. I'm excited because now I can have a computer that doesn't take I don't know. I don't know. How long did we just sit right now just to turn the I microphones? Took at least 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was just 20 minutes of us sitting here waiting for the computer to wake up and go, oh, yeah. The OBS. Hello. Let me go into the archives and find it. Would you like to play Minesweeper while you wait? It'll be five minutes to upload Minesweeper. Just click bunk. Click what? <laughs> just click. Click the boxes until it explodes. <laughs> Nobody knows how to play. I know how to play Minesweeper. My wife is actually really good at Minesweeper. She's tried to explain it to me a bunch of times. No. Just no. Click, I just click around. Like it's really one? satisfying no. when you click one and this half one? of them. No. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Bob. Got damn me. it. Got it. Got uh, me. But yeah, small soldiers, man. Let's get Let's to get it. Let's get into it. Let's get to it. This movie was made, as we said, in 1998, directed by Joe Dante. Whose pedigree includes Gremlins. Heck yeah. Co-directing Gremlins 2. Heck yeah. Definitely the better of the two movies. Uh, and also The Howling, a pretty highly regarded classic horror film from the 80s. That's about it. He doesn't have much financial success to speak of. He's directed dozens and dozens of movies and TV shows, worked on like some CSI and shit. But that's his big thing, right? And the funny thing about us covering Small Soldiers. Can't believe you left out Inner Space. I've never seen Interspace. <laughs> is that is that fire? Is that fire? AI? Sci-fi AI? Of course. Actually, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the number one thing on his IMDb. And I'm like, how could you forget? If I don't know about 1987's Interspace. I'm not going to act like rated I Rated a 6.8 on IMB, IMDb. Listeners know that about Kit Laser. He keeps it real. Keeps it tight. He might not be that smart. He might not be that handsome. He might not be fun to listen to or any other good thing. But damn it, he keeps it tight. I know he's going to keep it real. He's not going to lie. Oh, real. He's oh, not, okay. He's not, <laughs> he's not going to act like he's seen Interspace. Um, he's just going to keep playing with his mic if you're watching on the video. That's right. And that's not a euphemism. My actual microphone. Um, but the thing about Joe Put Dante. Put it away, sir. <laughs> the thing that makes this so funny that we're covering this movie, Jadinklage Morgoon, is that we also were forced to cover ants. Uh, and this is also made by DreamWorks. And I think this is a way better movie than Ants, though. But as Ants is to A Bug's Life, so is Small Soldiers to Toy Story. <laughs> this is this is the DreamWorks answer to a very popular uh, Pixar movie. That, sure. That is, they definitely take a much more different approach to toys in this one than Toy Story does. I think it's, I would argue it is the same thing. It is a movie ostensibly for children like ants that is actually fucking terrifying like ants that is nowhere near as good as the one that it's trying to be like, like ants, like toy story sh shits on small soldiers. We can all, uh, oh. that's not a hot take, right? Yeah, no, no, not at all. No. And they directly steal from toy story multiple times in this movie. Like with the, uh, the toy hanging off the back of the bicycle being chased by a dog that happens in toy story. There's a plot point involving a rocket with a toy strapped to a rocket that happens in toy story. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. I'm just saying yeah. it's so funny that they kept trying to make these kids movies. Uh, and Spielberg's like, oh, guys, here, I got an idea. Uh, let's make it fucking terrifying. How about that? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what was going on at DreamWorks. But that's like a certain section of uh, movies, especially kids movies in like the 80s. And in the in, in, in the early 90s, this movie is like towards the tail end of this for sure. 
but it's this movie where like there's there, this movie's marketed for children but if you really stop and look at it it's kind of terrifying yeah and it's a little un it feels unsafe in a way and but but i think that's why i think especially people of our age kind of gravitate towards movies like Gremlins yes and not so much this one. I, I do. <laughs> I, I, so here's the thing. Overall thoughts on this movie. Yeah. Let me get it out. Is this a good movie? No. <laughs> no, it is not. Did I enjoy my time watching this movie? Absolutely. <laughs> I, had a, I had fun watching this movie. As stupid as it is, it was fun. I remember when this came out. Yeah. I was 10 years old. I was the audience for this. Supposedly. I, I think I'm at 35 way more the audience that they accidentally shot for. Yeah. Like the scene with all the Barbie, the Gwendy dolls and stuff. That is, that's not for children. No, that is weird. Fetishization. Uh, <laughs> hello, Dolly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I get a three day pass? <laughs> what do you need to do for three days, sir? I need to look at those parts. <laughs> and then when they even like, you've been a bad boy. It's who's who is this oh, for? There was the Gwendy dolls in particular was just a writer's room that they sh they shoved a couple writers in a room for like two hours and turned the heat off. <laughs> or, or, or I'm sorry, turned the heat on and like and, and roasted them. And all they're like, they're like, make one liners for the Gwendy dolls. Go. And like, because that's all the Gwendy dolls are just like oh, voiced hey, by Christina Ricci. And who else? Uh, uh, Jennifer, or shoot, Buffy. Oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Those are the Gwendy dolls. The voice cast in general in this movie is impressive. It's, uh, let's go through it real quick. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. This is pre-Spider-Man Kirsten Dunst, but mm -hmm. post-Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> um, David Cross. Jay Moore. Haven't thought about him in 20 years. Oh, Jay, that was a blast from the past. Dennis Leary keeps popping up in our patron movies as well. I know. This is what, like the second time in a month he's popped up? Yeah. We, just, we were just on Sandlot. Ernest Borgnine Ernest has Borgnine. popped up twice in, in two weeks. He was in Gattaca in this movie. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Dick Miller, otherwise known as uh, uh, Robert De Niro from Wish. <laughs> oh, that's right. So I had not watched. So you sent me that photo of Dick Miller yesterday saying, how is this not out, uh, Robert De Niro? And I hadn't started watching this movie yet, so I had no context for that. Like, I, was just like, I don't think you even I, responded. I, I, did, I, I didn't. I didn't know what to do with it because I saw that photo. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> is that not him is what you thought? Yes. Don't send me this photo of Robert De Niro and just say, how is this not Robert De Niro? What is this? <laughs> was it one of those games where, like, what's different about this picture? Um, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my god! I was watch. I was rewatching Parks and Rec. Do you know what game I'm talking about? Yeah, where it's two identical pictures, but some things are changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy, Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec, goes up to um, um, Ron Swanson and says, "Look, I found all the differences in this picture." And Ron says, "Those are two entirely different pictures." Because <laughs> <laughs> Andy's at a doctor's office and Ron's trying to help him. Yeah. He's playing with all the little kids stuff. Anyway, that's definitely not relevant, but that's one of the best jokes of all time. I love it. Phil Hartman's in this movie. RIP. Uh one of the many like cocaine-addled comedians uh beloved in the 80s. Um he's great in this movie. Just the way, just his over smarminess acting that he does, so funny. He is. He, yeah. He's being himself. Uh, Franklin Jella voices Archer. So we got Skeletor voicing Archer. Uh, and then, of course, Tommy Lee Jones. It goes on and on and on. Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer. Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. Who, yeah. did, who did Bruce Dern play? Oh, Link Static. Link Static, the communications guy, I think. Who played, um, 
Oh, and I know this person means nothing to you, but for a huge Star Trek fan, uh, when Robert Picardo showed up, I geeked out so hard. Well, he's in uh, all the other Joe Dante movies, too. He's in Gremlins, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but but he's he's one of my favorite Star Trek characters on Voyager. He plays the Doctor. Not to be confused with the British Doctor. Yeah, not not Doctor Who, but just the Doctor. And uh, yeah, he's... So hilarious. And he's basically doing the doctor character, like the kind of prickly, like, why are you interrupting my science right now? Shtick. He's great. Yeah, he plays uh, the guy who, like, is obsessed with the X-1000 chip. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with the T-1000. No, no. Completely different departments of defense working on this. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the guy, the character of Punch It, I'm pretty sure. Is it Punch It? Is it the one? Was No, it's not Punch It. Punch it is one of the monsters. Yeah, the Gorgonites. Yeah, I think punch it or kick it or like the, the it's like the two monsters and scratch one. it, bop it, punch it and scratch it. Yeah, so he was voiced by Pippin the dog, which is weird. Is that the one that's like, hello, I'm an alien? No, that's Slamfist. Slamfist. His the, name is Slamfist. Who, who kind of talked like this? Yeah, I was like, is Pippin the dog the voice of this character? <laughs> No, it's it's not Pippin the Dog. I wish it would have been. I just want belly scratches. <laughs> I was watching a um, a critique of this movie. I think it's the Nostalgia Critic or something. I'd never seen his videos before, but he was talking about how it's like, yes, they're like David Cross wanted the these aliens to be good guys in his original conception of these toys, and Dennis Leary made them the bad guys because they look ugly or whatever, right? Yeah. But like they were redesigned to be the villains. And there's nothing about their personalities or the way they act that is villainous whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the protagonists are blood-hungry psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, they are. So it's like, it's just really funny to him. And I think it's worth pointing out. It's interesting. Like, they were designed to be the good guys, even though their their chip is making them crazy. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that point. But also, like, imagine what we thought a good guy G.I. Joe was supposed to be in the True. 90s. It was a bit like, we're going to kill him. Find him and kill him. Yeah. We were, well... Along that line, we were reading some trivia about this. Apparently, Joe Dante wanted the entire cast of 1987's Predator to voice these characters, including, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Chip, which, which played by Tommy Lee Jones. This movie would nah. have been one of my favorite movies of all time. If they had done that. If they had done that. <laughs> if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger walking around like, we got to get the Gorgonites. We're going to kill them, we're going to find them, and then we're going to get rescue grenades. Link, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> which, one, which one was which? So, like, according to IMDb, too many pencils. Shane Black would voice Kip Killigan, which... Great game. It's just, uh, like, it's just, me, just imagine a toy just sitting there. I think it's the I think Kip Killigan's the one with the cigar in its mouth. Yeah. Like, I just imagine yeah. that little character just making pussy jokes the whole time. <laughs> whole time. And then Carl Weathers would voice Butch Meathook. Was that the sniper? Yeah. Jesse Ventura would play Brick Bazooka, which... Please. Which Brick Bazooka, by the way, creepiest one out of all of them. That dude is horrifying. He's got that big, giant, like, Joker smile. And he's just the he's big, one that dies with the mohawk in the garage, right? No, he's the big buff one that... Um, gets always gets, gets his, his legs bike. put back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, 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 if he got his legs ripped off and they're like, oh, my God... Uh, Brick Bazooka, are you okay? And he's like, I ain't got time to bleed. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about how the temperature of steel beams don't melt. 
<laughs> 9-11 was an inside job. And it's like, oh, my God, that hasn't happened yet. How do you know? Oh, my God. That's how we know it's real. Bill um, Duke would be Link Static. And then uh, Sonny Lundham would play Nick Nitro, which actually, that would be kind of cool. Like, replace that one. T- that's the one with the mohawk. Yes. Nick Nitro was cool. That's the most terrifying face, though, I think. The, yeah, yeah, that one is pretty terrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah, They're all scary as hell. Oh, yeah, it, for it's sure. crazy. And there's some really good jokes in this movie. Um, but basically, the film starts out at, was it Globodyne? Um, Globotech. Globotech. Sorry, I was getting my uh, 80s corporate villain confused. <laughs> Robocop literally just did this movie. Um, OCP? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we start at Globotech, run by Dennis Leary. He's basically acquiring all these companies. So he, he, he buys up this toy company. And leaves Jay Moore and David Cross employed, which would never happen. They're the only two. They're <laughs> the only two employed, apparently. <laughs> that would never happen. Uh, and he wants a new toy line. And then he goes on a classic Dennis Leary rant, and uh, uh, he's upset about the dishonesty of all commercials nowadays. Why can't it really punch outside the box and, and talk and be the most amazing advanced toy of all time? Uh, well, it can because they they give them access to. Uh, classified military technology and he puts munitions chips x1000 chips in these toys which i have to give it to dennis leary in this movie they actually paint that character as a legit cutthroat but also like thinking outside an honest product yeah he wants to sell an honest product he's very good at marketing he has that line where he's like don't call it violence call it action kids love action kids love action like that's a really if you're a marketer like oh that's really smart and then also the very progressive way of dealing with your monopoly of companies that you own is you give each other access to everyone's classified information so the toy company I know, I can that. get the nuke chips and all that this is your uh your password you know just memorize it and give it back mine's gizmo mine's gizmo like get like, it because i directed i did uh, yeah i did gremlins get it <laughs> But then we never find out Jay Moore's password. They keep bringing up Gizmo, too. Like, oh, this Gizmo here. We get it. We get it. (laughs) We get it, man. Gremlins was your only successful franchise ever. Let it go. We Um, need to find the Gorgonites. Maybe they're hiding in the inner space. (laughs) (laughs) In CSI New York. Uh, What? What? (laughs) Tongue, tongue. Something he directed recently. Oh, Uh, sorry. That was Law and Order. I did the Law and Order. (laughs) I got my serialized murder shows mixed up. Not cool, man. CSI was always uh, The Who. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, So then we go to our main character, young Alan, uh, who's a bizarre character because his whole backstory is that he used to be a terrible kid who was like, really into uh what's it called graffiti and just just terrorizing other people's property in general he's been kicked out of multiple schools and so now his parents his dad just hates him at this Didn't point he do arson like he says isn't there an arson it, it was thing a joke about burning the school down i think oh but he wasn't serious oh no no that's it he called it a bomb threat that's right and yes. like, it's like oh geez this kid's again this is wild three years before that would be a huge deal uh, <laughs> this is three years prior to September he was 11, ahead 2001. Of his time. He was this this little terrorist but was like, ahead of his time. Nothing about the way that he is suggests that he was that kind of kid at yeah, all at yeah. any point. Any He's reformed. Kid, any kid that like graffiti's places is threatening bomb threats, setting schools on fire. They're not going and working at their dad's toy shop, right? <laughs> and that like, ain't happening. But his dad's letting him like run the whole shop. Which his shop is called Inner Child or something. And his dad's against any kind of actual cool toys. It's all these like old 
wood. It's like Pinocchios and shit. <laughs> it's like, guys, we got this brand new thing. It's called a slinky. Mm. Holy cow, it goes downstairs. I can't wait till these ball in a cup start flying <laughs> off the shelves. Hoop and a stick is our biggest seller. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want a Nerf gun when you could have a pogo stick? I'll tell you, kids these days. Uh, so that's the kind of pogo stick. And by the way, too, uh, too hip for that store. When you see their house, Alan's dad, played by Kevin Dunn, when you see their house, it always cracks me up that movies did this in the 90s. They still kind of do it, but it's not as bad because it made me, I was poor as a kid and it made me feel so much more poor. Like Alan makes the joke when his mom's like, did you clear the money out of the cash register? He's like, yes, I got both quarters and all six pennies, right? Like they never make any money. I don't know what the mom does for a living. But they live in like a three-story That house home. is a massive, it's like gorgeous. Tudor home. It's like generational wealth. What, what's going on here? You know, like yeah. how, how are you affording this? You should be in an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment on the third floor uh, with shitty neighbors. It always smells like weed and, and meth in there. That's where you should be. Yeah. And I want to see 100%, it. 100%, yeah. Yeah, that would be a cooler movie if it's just like just a rundown house. Like, oh, man, we can't, you know, put two pennies together. Yeah, his mom's just like chain smoking when he comes home from school. And that's why. I told you to pick up the groceries. And I love how this movie does this thing where they're trying to make this kid look so edgy. But he, there's nothing, you're right, there's nothing edgy about him other than his poor haircut decisions. Well, you're forgetting the sign on his desktop computer that says question reality question reality <laughs> yeah what does that even mean <laughs> you got a question get a question reality man just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real okay that's true uh but then also he has this weird relationship with this old the truck driver joe truck driver joe played by dick miller played by dick miller who's like he's the dude you would see on a csi who's like unloading boxes like Oh, that girl? She seemed nice. Yeah. Wouldn't think anyone would murder her. But you should talk to the boyfriend. Right. Like. He's that character. Yeah. Like, you know, 13-year-old boy, you, you want to buy $2,000 of these toys that are contracted to some other company on front? Absolutely. What Absolutely. could go wrong? Yeah. But you better not screw me, kid. You know, like, what is this? Don't be a snitch. And he like pulls out like a one of those like flip knives. Like I don't like your tone. It's too loud. It's too loud. <laughs> also, you want to buy any meth? Because <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah, we can peddle all kinds of wares <laughs> while your dad's at the small business seminar. And I just love how the kid again, because he's a criminal. You got any right? of those Gwendy dolls? <laughs> they make me feel funny. Oh, do I? <laughs> That's Papa Joe's private collection. <laughs> Yeah, I just love how the kid, because he's a criminal, just tells Joe straight up, like, oh, come on, Joe. You mean to tell me that nothing's ever fallen off your truck yeah, before? Yeah, he's got that backstory, <laughs> that dark backstory, this Alan. I mm-hmm. call him bomb threats. You cannot intimidate I'll, I'll me. I'll take you down, Joe. And nobody names anyone Alan anymore, and that makes me sad. That's true. All you got is the wrenches now. <laughs> you know? God damn it. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Get out. It's true, though. I wouldn't have named my son Alan. I never would have done that. It didn't occur to me. Alan? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, if, yeah, if you named your son Alan, I just would think of the raptor from Jurassic Park 3. Alan. <laughs> That's what he did. Alan. In the video, the nostalgic critic guy I was telling you about earlier, yeah. when he said Alan, a raptor jumped out, and he added it in there, and he went, get away. And I didn't understand the joke. It's, yeah, the Jurassic Park 3 raptor. <laughs> Alan. Okay. 
I haven't seen Jurassic Park three in a long time. Wasn't aware I needed to revisit that one. And the, yeah, apparently that you, you have to. Is it a good one, Steve? No, <laughs> it's it's the third worst. <laughs> it's better than Fallen Kingdom and Dominion, you think? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Back to small soldiers. So Alan gets these toys. He wants to sell them all while his dad's away so the store can make some actual money. By the way, his plan is terrible. You got to tell your dad where the money came from, right? Like if he realizes that the store profited 600 bucks while you've been gone and none of the inventory has moved, it's going to look weird. Your plan's awful. Mm -hmm. And why do you even care anyway? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not an entrepreneur. Just call a bomb threat. (laughs) (laughs) At the IRS. Take care of all your dad's problems. Um, But that's his whole supposed plan. He sets the store up with like all the little like standy up cardboard things and everything. This kid would be one of those kids that swat people on Twitch. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. He's he's bleeding edge, this kid. Yeah. Ahead of his time. So then we get the entrance of uh, Kristen Dunst, uh, who's extremely abusive to her little brother. But this is so 90s to be this way. Yeah. Like, she's like, little brat. I want this toy. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, well, who's letting her babysit? She like trips him, then picks him up again and pushes him down. I only date older guys. Okay. Okay. Why are you saying that now? I just want this toy. 16 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) Her, Her whole character is so wild. But she comes in. But I will say. Yeah. She is. Really good in this movie. Oh, this is why she like became she, the, the queen shortly oh, yeah. after this. Kirsten She's perfect Dunn's for these kinds of movies. She's so good. And just she has that charisma and just you you believe her character. Like actually the 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 worst instance of her character is how mean she is to her brother in the beginning. Because yeah. that's that's that reads like, hey, be meaner to him, like like Joe Dante's but be meaner to your brother. But everything else is like, oh, I I believe I would know. I feel like I know this girl. Like, I grew up with a girl like that. It was that and the motorcycle boyfriend out of nowhere. And then her being like, clearly, and at like Alan and her having a, you know, a thing going on. They got that chemistry. But then she takes it. Alan, I do have to warn you. I only date older guys. It's like society. What is going on right now? (laughs) By the way, she she collects Gwendy dolls, but hates them as well. I've always hated these dolls. Why are you collecting them? Because society is telling her what she should do as a woman. That's true. This this movie is a deep critique of Christine capitalism. Christine needs to be liberated from the patriarchy. hundred <laughs> percent. So Alan turns Archer and Chip on. Um, yeah, he does. Act, he activates. <laughs> he activates the toys, uh, and then leaves them in the workshop. But they their prime directives kick in, and Chip wants to destroy all Gorgonites. Yeah, and again, Tommy and Archer Lee Jones, is the emissary of the Gorgonites. Tommy Lee Jones is crushing it. Yes. Like, I, I know we kind of joked about the Predator crew being like a, a better team overall. It That would be fun, but you are going to lose Tommy Lee Jones as Chip Hazard, who is having the time of his life, I feel like. Literally, especially in the first half of this movie, every line Chip Hazard does is so funny because of Tommy Lee Jones' uh, deliver, delivery. Yeah, he's, he's like, great. Civilian, declare your allegiance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah I mean, again, Chip is, what if Buzz Lightyear, but... Deadly. Yeah. What if that's the idea behind Buzz this movie? Lightyear, but a psychopath. Yeah. It's two toys that think that they're real or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of the humor is based off of that. And it's hilarious. Tommy Lee Jones crushes it. It's true. What is there's just this one cutaway because there's a lot of action happening where they leave Chip. Uh, he leaves Chip and um, Archer alone 
while he's talking to his dad, I think. Yes. And there's this one cutaway where they cut back to them, and Chip Hazard has, like, a needle or a knife or something that he's holding Archer at gunpoint, like, knife point, and he says something like, meet death with honor, you coward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's just talking to, um, was it Christy? Um, oh, yeah, that's what, it, yeah, Kristen you're right. Because then he goes home. For somehow, Archer sneaks into his backpack because he's scared of Chip, I guess. Because uh, that's what Gorgonites do. They, they hide, hide, even they though hide. they're like massive, strong aliens. And as soon as they do decide to fight, they, they kick wreck ass shop, immediately. Yeah. Especially with Insanitus or whatever. What's his name? The Insaniac. Insaniac, which looks like Michael Bay's inspiration for one of the Transformers later on. And then he stole oh Kevin Dunn as well. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, I need a dad in, of a kid in charge of a toy franchise. <laughs> yeah. give, me, give me Kevin Dunn. Everybody calls him the big guns, the big Dunns. Yeah, the Insaniac character was the one that you could feel it even amongst the Gorgonites. They're like, just ignore him. Don't, don't directly engage with him. He'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll say his dumb, annoying bullshit. No one like actually respond because no one responds to Insaniac at no. all. It's just this crazy. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm a comic from the 40s. <laughs> he's on spinning hey, on the globe and, and shit. Yeah. I do like the little scene where they're playing with everything in the house and you, you cut to like Pip and the dog in the, in the eyeball. <laughs> Oculus. We're watching The Rock lay the Smackdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just watching WWF and it's so cool. Get him. Get him. Give him the people's elbow. DDT. <laughs> DDT. That man had a family, by God. <laughs> oh, did you just quote <laughs> JR? This episode was brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, you know what's good for you, but your brain gets in the way and you just can't quite pull it off. Like when you're trying to fall asleep at night, you know, you got to get up at 7 a.m. You got to work. You want to go to the gym before work. But at 3 a.m., you're just thinking about hippopotamuses, hippopotami. I don't know how to pluralize it. It doesn't matter. You get the idea. So sometimes your brain's getting in its own way. You know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. You can help find the blocks in your life that are getting in your way. And BetterHelp can get you there. It can match you up with a licensed therapist to help meet your needs. If you don't like your therapist, you can switch free of charge at any time. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash streaming things. Gobble, gobble, stream fiends. It is the month of November, and thus comes Thanksgiving if you celebrate it here in the States. But it's a month where we want to take a step back and just really appreciate and be thankful for everything that we have here at Streaming Things. One of the many things that we are thankful for are our patrons at all tiers, but especially our super patrons, which we shout out each and every month here on the podcast. Let's get to it. We are thankful for you, Sydney B., Becky the Farmer, Kaylee Sampson, Stanton Valentino, Anthony Corona, Infant. Infamous, Brent Stradamus, it's a great name, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jace Gramo, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, 
big but horny got an upgrade. Conrad, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, John Collins, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jadinklage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Ashley Powers, Stephen the Fifth, Casey McCain, and Enza. And with that, let's get back to the show. Gobble gobble. That's when he he realizes slowly that these toys are way smarter than he thinks that they he thought they are were originally because Archer knew his name, Alan Shatop now or whatever. What? Uh, and Just he's over there. Do, did you remember the digital encyclopedia in Carta? Because yes, I did not until this movie, and I had a wave of memories flood back in. Same exact situation. For Alan me. Keeper of Encarta, and I was like, oh my oh, god, whoa. That's a blast from the past. Archer learned everything about our world immediately. Mm-hmm. The click of a mouse. And he also played Minesweeper. Also didn't know the rules, though. I just keep clicking <laughs> random spaces. <laughs> it's bizarrely fun, even though I don't know the rules. I'm Archer, emissary of Minesweeper. <laughs> Very bad at it. <laughs> Greetings. I caught dysentery on your Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great game. Now I want to play Oregon Trail. Let's do it. Shut down the pod. Yeah, sorry guys. We're turning small soldiers off to play some Oregon Trail. It'll take your old computer a long time to load up Oregon Trail. It though. would. It would. But yeah, we also are introduced to Phil Hartman around this time. His character. Yeah, Phil Hartman playing Phil, like he's the techno Phil neighbor guy. Yeah. Who cuts down, by the way, highly illegal to cut down your neighbor's trees. Yeah. And it's not like frowned upon. That is you get you get fucked up, especially with oh, HOA yeah. thieves. I bet there's some HOA fees in this neighborhood. He seems like a nightmare of a neighbor because he's he's cutting down trees to get a satellite dish to have better Just reception. But then like when all, gin the, and tonics. when all the insanity of the toy war is like popping off at the end of the movie, like it keeps cutting to all the neighbors in the neighborhood hearing the noise and the racket. And instead of calling the cops or investigating further, like, ugh, Phil Hartman at it again. There he goes. Yeah. He also lets his daughter run off on motorcycles with like 30 year old dudes. <laughs> Probably not a good guy. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. That dude is that her boyfriend, Brad. He shows up. He has three lines, and we didn't know about him because she's, she's having a good time with Alan, helping him clean up the shop. Because while yeah. while while he's sleeping with with Archer, <laughs> I keep saying it in the wrongest ways. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Where I come from. Um, so it's <laughs> when he comes back to the shop, all the other soldiers have busted out and they kill. Uh, they they destroy. What's his name? T- t- Oh, uh, Toglacon or Troglacon. And uh, all the other ones are hiding, but we think that they might be dead. So he's got to clean up the shop. And uh, Christy shows up to get her brother the toys, but helps him clean. They're bonding. They're having a good time. But then she goes outside. And her boyfriend is just sitting there on the motorcycle. And, oh, okay. By the way, this guy exists. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, aren't you the kid that burns down schools? <laughs> yeah, I am. And we don't get much from him. We just know that it's his name is not Alan. And so we're not we're not supposed to like him. That's all we know. His name's Brad. No, it's not Alan. It's not Alan. It's Alan and not Alan. <clears throat> Christian. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who has the the '90s double part, but he's he's killing it. Yeah. Alan has too much forehead to rock the the double part. He was about to get one of those shell necklaces oh, and frost yes. the tips. He's yes. one year away from doing that. That dude would have rocked it. <laughs> I get it. Guaranteed, he did. I get it. Hundred percent, he did. Bye, bye, bye. I love the scene when Chip Hazard activates the other commandos. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, and you know, the commando's fallen. Fallen. And they're all like giving their names. And just the quick little asides that Tommy Lee Jones is spitting out, like, I'm uh, Nick Holty or whatever the guy, Nick Nolte or whatever. The, the, the <laughs> Nick one with Nolte. The <laughs> Link Static? I'm Nick Nolte. <laughs> um, but, but but there's one point he's like, serve your father. He's a good man. And yeah. Frank <laughs> Bazooka's like, I'm ready to kill some Gorgon. It's like, save it for the enemy. Don't, save it for the enemy. Don't be a tool. <laughs> And then he breaks the toy gun over his knee. Standard issue, not good enough. And then they find some actual tools to kill with until mm-hmm. they get to the garage and then oh, yeah. all hell breaks loose. So they go out on a mission to hunt down the rest of the Gorgonites. That's their prime directive because they are, in fact, military-grade munitions chips in action, constantly learning, never to be stopped except by a nuclear blast EMP. <laughs> Which, <laughs> this, was in the, this was peak every movie had an EMP yeah, you learn the words EMP. This is uh, one year before the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. EMPs were the rage. Oh, yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s, you couldn't solve a problem without throwing an EMP at it. You know what I'm saying? Climate change. EMP it. EMP it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, and then in the, the 2010s, it was beam in the sky. Everything had a beam in the sky. And then what's what's the, the, new, the new trend now? It's multiverse. Now it's multiverse. You want to stop racism? EMP. EMP. Just try it. Have they ever tried it? A nuclear EMP will ought to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then what happens? Okay, so Archer and, and Alan are bonding. The soldiers break out. Oh, yeah, so Alan's got, like, Archer in his backpack. His dad finds out that the, the toy boat's broken. Yo, and he's so mean to Alan. I know Alan's been kicked out of school twice. But, like, when he runs home, it's like, Dad, you forgot your ticket. He's like, oh, thanks. And then Alan goes, I guess I'm not always a screw-up. And Alan, his dad goes... And gets in his car and leaves. <laughs> like, doesn't acknowledge that. At, like, that's a serious mental health red flag for your child, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, buddy. No. You know, you're a good kid. Like, you, you need to address that immediately and reinforce. Nope. Just going to let that hang and drive away in my convertible Volkswagen, which is a, a choice. It is. If you're a small business owner living in a giant house, maybe a car that the family could utilize together would be a good idea. Yeah, maybe a Dodge Stratus. Nope. No. This is just for me. And I'm going to a small business retreat seminar, not Gwendyland, uh, <laughs> to blow off some steam. <laughs> I need to see the Gwendy dolls. <laughs> hey, big boy. Um, so as he's riding on his bike, the, 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 the platoon finds him because they know Archer's on that bike because Link Static's been doing recon. Bruce Stern tells everybody. So they, they launch... It's a small world after all. (laughs) Gotta have that quote. (laughs) It's almost the title of the movie. We're so close. What's the guy with the big arms that they shoot onto the bicycle? Brick Bazooka or something? Brick Bazooka. Yeah, they shoot Bazooka guy onto the bike. He gets chased by a dog, ends up getting knocked off and losing his legs. Honestly, all of the like war jokes work for me. (laughs) Flight of the Valkyries. Uh, I immediately, when Fly the Valkyrie turned on, I immediately thought of you calling it Fly the Bumblebee that one time. (laughs) (laughs) I almost did it again just now. (laughs) Fly to the Valkyries. A lot of uh, Apocalypse Now jokes. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the smell of polyurethane in the morning. Yeah. Instead of napalm, of course. We got a Uh, Wilhelm scream at this part. We did. Yeah, classic Wilhelm scream. We also got a quote at one point from William Tecumseh Sherman. Is that his name? Yeah. War, war is hell. Toys toys is hell toys is the is one hell. of the last. <laughs> what the fuck? I get it was the war is hell joke, but when they had toys is hell, Dick Miller say toys is hell. I was like, 
that made it through that's that. not only the script and then the the recording but it made it through the edit is miraculous to me they were like nailed it well i mean when you got uh, uh, uh robert de niro from wish <laughs> wish robert de niro delivering the line you got to keep it that's gold <laughs> yeah but i do like the fact that like all the soldiers are always like, uh, tell my wife I love her, you know, when their legs are broken <laughs> off and stuff like that. I like those jokes. I really do. They work for me. Did we win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've done all you can, soldier. Um, you served your country well, son. God, I love Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. We're going to use your chip to somehow Frankenstein animate all these Barbie dolls. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> he like rips the face skin off of it. And it's terrifying. I, well, yeah, when he's ripping, he rips his head off and rips the face all the skin off. All the other dolls like, oh, God. They're, <laughs> they're having an existential crisis and Chip Hazard's just an ice cold motherfucker who doesn't care. Yeah, he's learned how to rebuild it. Um, so, yeah, the, the legs break off and uh, they, they have to patch him back up. But Archer gets away. And at this point, things escalate quickly. His parents don't know what's going on. When the soldier toys break into the house, he has to fight them off. He gets sliced by like a Dremel tool. Defeats them easily because they're not used to human-sized people yet. Mm -hmm. The enemy is big and fast. We need to adapt. (laughs) You Gorgonite sympathizer scum. (laughs) (laughs) So puts them in a um, a garbage disposal. And that's how we lose what's-his-face, the explodey guy. Nick Nitro. Nick Nitro Nick goes Nitro. down. Uh, but anyway, the parents come in. They got a baseball bat and shit. What's all the racket? And he tries to tell them the truth, right? Hey, uh, by the way, you know how I'm really good friends with that criminal truck driver, and we have, like, lots of drug rings and stuff together all the time, and you told me to stop. Yeah, 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 Joe, what about him? Well, he fronted me, like, 10 grand of toys. I was going to move them while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, okay, thank you for being honest, son. I'm practically, I'm, I'm a fence, really, is what I'm doing. Yeah. That's how I'm keeping the business afloat. I've been doing this this whole time. This is the first time I tried doing it with toys. I've been working on this thing called Bitcoin. I think you're really going to love, Dad. Yeah, you're going to love it. Huge. Phil uh, next door, big fan. Um, so then he tells him like it's the toys there they come they come to life there's something's wrong with them they're trying to kill me and the parents don't believe him because he had just told archer to shut up and so archer is stubbornly not speaking he ain't snitching even though that new command would override that one and that makes no sense whatsoever uh this isn't artificial intelligence chris it is actual actual intelligence yeah uh and his mom's like are you on crank crystal meth tar (laughs) smack his mom. You've been getting into my stash. His mom parties. She does. She knows. Yeah. She knows a lot, especially yeah, in late nineties. Yeah, late nineties. Nobody she's knew what meth was in the tar? late nineties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They used to live in a rough neighborhood. We can tell. Well, that's just that's what they sold to afford that house. That's true. Whatever she does, kingpin. Really, it's Joe's her cousin. It's his mom who's actually making the money in this illicit, uh, illegal I think underground she's like a drug ring. Because she's got like that cravat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She is wearing like a stewardess it's, outfit. It's giving stewardess to me, but it's giving. It could just be a fashion thing. Mm, mm. I think you're right. I think you're right. That makes sense. It's not a cravat. Cravat is a kerchief, a men thing, right? I don't know. Can the ladies wear cravats? Hey, it's 2023. The ladies can wear now. Whatever they want. I'm talking about 1998 <laughs> when we had, you know, gender specific neckwear. Mm. But the Gorgonites, they're not destroyed. They're in no, hiding because hiding, hiding is what they do best. Uh-huh. Sissies. They're in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Oculus. They've rebuilt uh, Troglacon, and they've got uh, in, in, Insano. In, 
It's, yeah, so there's Troglicon, <laughs> Ocula, Slam. Thank this, you for letting me struggle. Insaniac, punch it and scratch, scratch it. it. Pop yeah. it. Pop it. Pull it. Quimby it. <laughs> they're all in the garbage. And, and I did appreciate this joke. So they're in the garbage, but like Nick Nitro got like put in the garbage disposal. And mm-hmm. at the same time, the commandos are like discovering new arsenals in the garage that they can do. Uh, but Nick Nitro gets back and uh, Tommy Lee Jones has this, this line like, Nick Nitro's battery has run out. But his memory, we keep going and, and going, going and, and going. A little like, energizer bunny that's joke. A, that's, a, that's a good joke of the time. I think Gen Z listeners may not get that joke, but that, that's, yes. that's solid. There's a bunch of like good toy jokes, good war movie references like we talked about. Like there's not <clears throat> nothing to recommend about this movie. Again, oh, yeah. I had a great time and I think it's kind of a classic in its own weird way. This it's is just, a great 90s uh, snapshot because so many of the things in the background, specifically in the Barbie or the Gwen doll like we're not going to talk about animation that scene but if you look at the background all the all the props they're using is like classic oh i had one of those oh i remember that thing oh wow i definitely had a led zeppelin poster oh yeah can you be- oh my god can you believe this movie somehow got the rights to a led zeppelin song this is how spielberg, insane baby. that is spielberg i mean it's not a tiny movie it's a new stu- it's a new studio but this is amblin entertainment universal pictures and the newly formed DreamWorks Studios, right? Uh, that's what makes the fact that this movie is so batshit crazy so funny to me. Because this is after Ants. Like, they keep doing this. Accidentally making super creepy versions of popular kids' movies. Because I, I think that balance that Pixar walks of, this is definitely for children, but there are oodles of jokes to keep the parents entertained who are taking the kids to these movies that only the parents are going to get but are going to leave the the childish innocence of this film untainted. I think that's mm-hmm. an art that early DreamWorks did not master. Well, um, you've got the naked Barbie. Why, do, this why point, are the yes. Barbie dolls naked? Walking around in scantily clad going, hey, baby. Because well, I think this movie was actually originally when they when the concept of the movie first came out, it was supposed to be geared towards bad. teenagers and not children, per se. I mean, this movie has a PG-13 rating. That's true. And... I, and I, I saw a thing, uh, an interview with Joe Tante where he was talking about how initially it was geared towards teenagers. So they like filmed it that way. But then the toy companies got involved and were like, no, you got to make it more kid friendly. So they pulled back a little on some things. And he says, you can see that sort of push and pull. Yeah, I think the tonal tone. quality of it is, is all over the place for that reason. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I just I just looked up this movie because you said it was not a small movie. This movie had a 40 million dollar budget. And it made $71.8 million in the box office. So it probably didn't break even if you count marketing because yeah. marketing is usually double a budget. But still, it's a lot of millions of dollars for a little toy movie. A lot of millions. I mean, you have, you, I mean they got the Stan Winston company. Stan Winston's a fa- uh, team worked on all the uh, animatronics of the toys. I wonder if I can. Those are the people who did the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, right? This, is some, this is some talent behind these animatronics. Phil, Phil Tippett level shit? Yeah. I'm looking up if I can buy these small small soldiers action figures. Can you? Probably. Oh. I wonder how much they're worth now. I'm only seeing like the Burger King. Ones. Oh, I remember the Burger King. Yeah. So small soldiers was a huge part of the Burger King's marketing campaign for the rodeo burger. Yeah, dude, the rodeo burger slaps. You can't handle the rodeo burger. It was. It, you can't handle the rodeo burger. <laughs> I want to go Scum. get one right now. It's back dude. on the menu, right? I, yeah, I think it's a permanent fixture now. So I have to look at eBay, but Amazon's only coming up with a few like Burger King toys. Yeah, it's such a good burger idea. You got a burger, you got barbecue sauce, you got the Burger King uh, onion rings. 
on the burger. Mm. Oh, yeah. They're like, so a two-pack of Chip Hazard and Archer, 1998 action figures sealed is $169. Dang. Or best offer. That's just what they're asking. I'm like, oh, small soldiers action figure lot, nine figures with accessories and vehicle, 450 bucks. Dang, for the whole set? Yeah, baby. Wow. Yeah, vintage 1998 lot of 13. They're probably, they're opened. <laughs> 300 bucks. Ew, gross. No way. Gross. A lot of people have the uh, Insaniac. Oh, and there's a little tiny Miniac, Gorgonites. A Miniac? Yeah, eight, $80. I'm going to try to cop me some of these. That's what I want for Christmas. Oh, you want some small soldiers gear? Yeah. Okay. You yeah. can't play with me, but I will. You can't handle this toy. So then shit means, I mean, things go crazy quickly, guys, from here into uncomfortable, uncomfort town. Uh, you know, once the, the Gwendies come out, shit gets weird. Gwendies. And, and Chip is, is they pretend to defeat Chip, but then he rebuilds his own army with all the other toys from Joe's truck. They start wreaking havoc on the entire town. There's a lawnmower at one point. There, there are some. The whole family tries to fight him off. There are some moments that like made me go. What? There's they like shoot pills into her mom's gin and tonic to knock her out. And Phil Hartman's. And Phil Hartman's, yeah. And then uh, they they capture her brother and like stuff him in a closet. Chemical like, warfare. Tie him up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when they tackled the little kid, I laughed my ass off. You can be a prisoner or a casualty. It's up to you. <laughs> we have ways of making you talk. Um, and then they they. They set the boyfriend on fire, Brad. Brad, yeah, because he tries to save her from the. And he the just Gwen runs, and, he and just she breaks runs. up with him because he lost the battle. Yeah, and this he, is caveman rules. He ditched her. He didn't call the cops or anything. He just ran. I mean, the toys are alive, and they're setting me on fire. Sure, I, I understand. And also, I'm like 30. I need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get up for work in the morning. <laughs> um. Yeah, and she decides she's with Alan now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the, the, we get this whole thing where the Gorgonites are always looking at the window of his computer. They're looking at, like, the Microsoft XP, like, background wallpaper. Like Windows. Gorgon. You think that's We're a Microsoft to get to product placement? Maybe. I, I didn't pay too much attention to the software. Through the window. To the wall. Until <laughs> <laughs> the sweat, Jim. <laughs> but they want to get back ah, to Gorgon. But instead, they, they have to go break Christy out of her, um, you know, the, the kidnapping yeah, and she's like tied up, duct taped, all that stuff. Spider-Man's not coming to save her. She's no, got to do something. Not at all. This is before she met Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they eventually escape, and the commandos have created these like Mad Max-style cars. Yeah, they've and, got vehicles now. And I love the weapons. Like the one shoots like CD discs that are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and like little nail guns. Nail guns and stuff, yeah. What do you got, little guy? Uh, and he shoots the net on the dad. Like that interaction was just funny. I think it's Link. That interaction yeah. is so funny to me. Yeah. Because his dad's so, like, cocky about it. What do you got? You're a little bitch. You're a toy. Yeah. Ah, he got me. Oh, no. Yeah, he should have done something. Got hoisted by his own petard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, eventually, J. Marr and uh, David Cross join them to try to, like, yeah, help. Bad about I don't this. know. Because <laughs> he left, like, a voicemail to try to get his money back oh, yeah. from the toy company. And so that's how they're they're hip to that. But it took him a long time because the number got cut off. That's the worst. Oh, yeah, because the, the original person he taught, he was. He, this, that's I one like, of the ladies from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I She was giving some great um, customer service phone line stank. I loved it. Like when she hung up on him and just the face she makes like. like yeah. But then he had the that worst. funny line of like, can I talk to a machine? <laughs> it's like the reverse of what you do nowadays. Yeah, that was funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
And all hell continues to break loose, basically, until they, they the EMP kicks in, right? They got to create an EMP. They don't have a nuclear device, obviously. I'm not a scientist. You got to blow a transformer, Steve. And you can do it by putting plastic between these two things. <laughs> hey, there's metal in there. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does have circuits and stuff, I yeah. guess. But still, I'm not a scientist. I don't know if that would work exactly that way. It would. And if it would create a shockwave EMP. No, it would. <laughs> I am a scientist. Oh, are you? And I have... I can tell you at least 6,000 square footage. Mm, 6,000 square footage. Yeah. EMP oh. blast. Have you crunched those numbers? I did the math before I came over here. Mm. It's, it's six to seven. I, I love that you did that research for the podcast. Also, the, the best thing you can do if you're like in a climactic battle with a toy, you got to give it some final words. And the best final words you could ever do are stupid toy. <laughs> I mean, that's how you want to end your movie. I know. Tommy Lee Jones is spitting off fire this whole movie and he gets undone by a kid whose big line is like, stupid toy. And I, I like Archer's big arc was nothing like Chip kicked his ass. Yeah. You're designed to lose. And he's right. He lost. Then I will just take my licking. <laughs> but I mean, the Gorgonites Gorgon. do get an arc where they're they're. The program to hide and lose, but they decide to fight back. Once they do decide to fight back, as we talked about earlier, they kick immediate ass. Yeah. Insaniac cleans house because it turns out if you are the Tasmanian devil of toys in a fight, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. Of course you are. Yeah. And it's it's just so funny that they, they, they ignite this EMP. It's very hilarious. And the, the Gorgonites luckily shielded themselves from the EMP by hiding under Phil Hartman's giant satellite dish. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. I didn't even Science. think about it. Science. <laughs> Baby. Science, man. <laughs> and then they go off to the Grey Havens uh, <laughs> on the boat at the end. It's like the ending of fucking Fellowship. And all of a sudden, we've got to go find Gorgon. Gorgon. I hope we don't hit an iceberg. Titanic uh, joke. This was a year after Titanic came out. Three years. Three years? No, you're right. It's 97. Yeah. This is like hottest Titanic town Yeah, right Titanic now. was probably still in theaters when this <laughs> yeah. came out. <laughs> they were still looking for Jack. I hope you get this reference. <laughs> God. Uh, the, the, yeah, this movie. And then the, the funny thing, I did like the bit where so the the their cul-de-sac is destroyed or their town, their street is destroyed. It's like the burps. And pretty, yeah, pretty much. And then um, Mr. Mars. Dennis Leary shows up and he just cut and checks the people who are upset, little check like, printer. Oh, I bet you don't have enough money to settle. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm assuming everybody's getting six figures at least. At least. With some of the houses, probably even Millie's. Mm -hmm. A couple mill mills. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. By the way, that's not how you do that, guys. You need to have a lawyer draw up an NDA in, in, in return to get the check because they could just take the money, cash it, and still tell Talk everybody. Talk shit. Yeah. 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 But it's saying. an economical uh, narrative. Script writing sure. device, right? Right? You want to get lawyers out of this. It wasn't really Dennis Leary's fault, except for he. the whole plot point is that he took out three months of R&D and testing out of this, which they would have caught that these toys were homicidal had he not done that. But it's Jay Moore that yeah. decided to use X-1000 military technology. But Dennis Leary is such a progressive business leader who he's like, I can't let my my business philosophy of letting all my industries share information with one another just this can't ruin that <laughs> so i'm not gonna fire jay moore at david cross i'm gonna no. give him a ride back home on my helicopter Come well, it wasn't in, david boys. cross's fault oh no he but stole he, david cross's password to do that it's true but he but also like david cross seems like the type of employee that he would have fired 
in round one, like when he gave him that pitch of the Gorgons, he's like, that sucks. Fired. Like that's he has that energy. Mm. But he doesn't. He's he keeps him he around. He likes the Gorgon design. He just Just as monsters. You guys are a little too uh progressive with how these monsters are gonna interact with the rest of the world. That's all. But good news, the world is not gonna miss out on Chip Hazard and the gang. They're no, just they gonna be are repackaged not. as South American rebels. <laughs> they need to re- remake this movie. Uh that Chip Hazard voiced by uh Ron Swanson. <laughs> I will forever call him Ron Swanson. Where's all the bacon? <laughs> Everybody fall in. We got to take these Gorgons out. Actually, he could play Archer. Greetings. <laughs> We're looking for the Isle of Gorgon. <laughs> Have you heard of it? See, isn't this amazing? You're loving it. I, I do love it. Everyone else will be voiced by Chris Pratt. Because <laughs> that's what we do now. You ruined it. Did you it. see the Gar- Garfield trailer? What? Chris Pratt is Garfield now. Why? Because he's every voice. No more voice actors. Why? It's all Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt's all the way down. <sighs> Why are they making another Garfield? Haven't they learned their lesson? What child is aching for a Garfield movie? You down to watch Garfield? There's one. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> we got one. Um, but that, that's small soldiers. I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Jadinklitz Morkoon. Listen, thank you. In no universe without your steadfast wisdom <laughs> hand-holding me through what I needed to do would I have watched Small Soldiers again without your help. I appreciate that. I have not seen this movie in the 21st century. Almost nearby, guaranteed. yeah. It was fun. It was a good time. I, I do think it deserves a higher cult classic status than it will ever have. You know, I feel like Gremlins is about... Let's be honest. This level, yeah. Let's be honest. Gremlins is about as good as this movie is, and it's just everybody loves it for nostalgia reasons. It came out at the right time. Small Soldiers needs that push, and yeah. we could help it get there. We could. The streaming thing's power. <laughs> get get in the comments, guys. Let's do it. Let's make sure Small Soldiers blows up. Instead of better help, we're pushing Small S- Soldiers. Chip <laughs> Hazard here. If you don't want this scum to come into your house and kill you, then you'll buy our movies. Mental health is important. <laughs> we can do that. Ten hut. <laughs> we can get you a therapist lickety split. <laughs> Just sign the form, maggot. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do Starship Troopers. I just bought the 4K. Oh, yeah, we do. I want to do Starship Troopers. I've had some people message me about that, too. Like, what's up with the Starship Troopers plan? Nobody's paid to pick it. No one's paid to pick and it we're, yet. We're, so. we're trying to knock that. By the way, if you're new to the $25 and above tier and you have not told me what movie you want me to cover, uh, reach out to us on you can DM me personally, but everybody else has been DMing via Patreon, mm-hmm. and I'm tracking those. So if, you, if you're wondering what the process looks like for that, you have to reach out to us. But I'm going to go through the recently joined people and make sure I haven't missed anybody. But we're barreling through those at least one a week for the rest of the year. So next week, we got seven. Oh, Hold that's up. a great one. Yeah. I just got hyped. Yeah, we got David seven. Ventures, seven. And then after seven, guess what? Mm, eight. Mean Girls. Oh, fire yai. Yeah. Plus the musical's coming out soon. Yep. yep. How serendipitous is that? It is serendipitous. That'll be uh the first one of December will be Mean Girls. E- yes. No, or yeah. last one of November, maybe. So we've got uh, look know this. Lickety split. I don't know why I was gonna say that. You've got seven, Mean Girls, and Knives Out. Those are three movies you need to watch that we're gonna be covering over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. For sure. 
Uh, we're also going to continue our Lost coverage. Throughout December, I'm sure we'll do a Christmas movie poll for the Patreon. We've got four other movies. By, come, what, what, are the, what are the December movies? Just run through them. Uh, there's a TBD, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes, the, the show other just came sister, out. sister, and one of my personal favorites that I'm excited to get into, Indiana Jones and the Last, Last Crusade. Crusade. That's because we've already covered the other two. Oh, we covered Temple of Doom. True, but we I watched Raiders. We haven't actually covered Raiders, which surprisingly. I watched Raiders and Temple when we covered Temple. Yeah. But I didn't watch, I didn't rewatch Last Crusade, so it's perfect for me. I still haven't seen Dial of Destiny because I'm like, I've heard it's doo-doo. I haven't either. Really? I haven't either. I yeah. would have thought you would have ran right over to see that. Well, that was, I think, during the height of our five episodes a week coverage. And yeah. I didn't. Fuck. I never left my home. Well, the Scott Pilgrim <laughs> TV show is out, and I yes. will say it's on Netflix. Have you been watching it? No, I need to, but. It's great. I love Scott So Pilgrim. I thought it was a shot-for-shot shot animated remake of the movie. Yeah. It is not. It's a series, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I thought it was literally retelling the same story. It's what it was advertised as. Is it doing the book story? The comic book story? No, it's different than that it's, too. It's a completely different take on yeah. Scott Pilgrim and the world he fights. It's not a spoiler to tell you what it is, but I had no idea and it was kind of a pleasant surprise. Uh, but I just want people to know that it is not what you think it is. And it's really, really interesting and fun. It's actually mostly from the perspective of Ramona Flowers. Oh, I like that. Which it's super, but it's the the entire cast is the same as the movie. It's great. Everybody's back. Love it. Um, super good time. So that'll be fun to cover Scott Pilgrim uh, soon as well. So next week is seven, and some more lost baby. Get ready for that. Thank you guys mm. for tuning in, for staying with us throughout the strike, and uh, look forward to all the big plans we have for 2024 as we wrap up this year. That's all the time we have for right now. We've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Dead hunt.